Hello! You're listening to Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, a product of Lee Enterprises. I'm Chris Lay, the podcast operations manager here at Lee and the host of the show. With Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, we are presenting notable true crime stories as reported by journalists for the dozens of various Lee Enterprises-owned publications from around America. For this set of episodes, we are traveling to Wilbur, Nebraska, where in November of 2017, 24-year-old Sidney Loof left work to go on a second date with a person she met on a dating app and never came home. The events that followed, which center on eventually convicted suspects Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell, were bizarre in the way they unfolded both on social media and in the courtroom. What you're about to hear is the third episode in a four-part series. So if you're new here, jump back to part one and get up to speed. The articles that you'll hear, which have been lightly edited to avoid redundancies, will be read by Matt McGrath, and we will have links to those in the show notes as well as contact info. As always, if you appreciate what we're doing with this program, or any other true crime podcast for that matter, we encourage you to invest in local journalism and support whichever newspaper it is that serves your community. Our episode begins after this short break. December 18th, 2017. We are obviously suspects, Aubrey Trail says as Sidney Loof investigation continues by Riley Johnson for the Lincoln Journal Star. Aubrey Trail came to the defense of the woman he called his girlfriend Monday as a cloud of suspicion hangs over them in the disappearance and death of Lincoln woman Cindy Loof. In an exclusive phone interview with the Journal Star, Trail said he and Bailey Boswell are obviously suspects in the FBI's probe into what happened to Loof. In two phone calls lasting 26 minutes from the Saline County Jail, Trail and Boswell, who has been accused of felonies but never convicted, said he had nothing to do with Loof's death. I am not an innocent party in many things, but don't try to hang other people because of things I've done, said Trail, who's been convicted of 11 felonies, mostly related to theft and fraud. Asked if he was involved in Loof's death, Trail said, As far as myself, I won't make a statement. Trail said he would not answer any potentially incriminating questions on the recorded jail call. His comments Monday, while limited, provided the most recent insights into an investigation that the FBI has kept largely quiet since Loof was found dead. Trail and Boswell met in the fall of 2016 in St. Joseph, Missouri. Trail declined to give more details, but the man originally from Tennessee described the Iowa native as his girlfriend. The pair learned they were being sought in the investigation via news reports online, Trail said. They posted their own videos on social media in response, denying their involvement in the case. Boswell, in a video she posted online, said she went on a date with Loof, drove her to the apartment where she and Trail lived in Wilbur, smoked marijuana, then took Loof to her friend's house. Investigators have not been able to verify that Loof was left with anyone, and unspecified digital records led them to Clay County, more than 100 miles from her home in Havelock, Lincoln Police Chief Jeff Blymeister said. On Monday, Trail said cell phone records wouldn't necessarily implicate Boswell, as the pair had more than 20 phones in their Wilbur apartment, and many people had access to them. I like phones, Trail said. 
Boswell and Trail were arrested by federal investigators outside their hotel near Branson, Missouri, on November 30th, after Trail had posted a video on social media saying the pair planned to turn themselves in. We are still being called persons of interest, but as no other names have been mentioned, we are obviously suspects, Trail said. Trail has spoken with investigators three times and has offered to take a polygraph and asked that his exchanges be recorded, he said. We've been held for weeks here, Trail said. Everyone knows basically what it's on. January 25th, 2018. If they want justice for Sydney, somebody charge us, Aubrey Trail says of Loof Death by Riley Johnson for the Lincoln Journal Star. Aubrey Trail has spent months sharing his side since authorities named him a person of interest in Sidney Loof's disappearance and death last year. In November, he denied being involved. In December, he denied girlfriend Bailey Boswell's involvement, but wouldn't deny his own. Wednesday, he claimed he was accountable and responsible for Loof's death, yet provided no further details. And Thursday, his lawyer and a federal magistrate judge cut him off in open court. Even behind bars, Trail has been loquacious, regularly calling the Journal Star and granting interviews to other media outlets. He made several calls Wednesday alone, telling the Journal Star and the Omaha World Herald that he had given investigators all the information they need and challenging them to charge him in Loof's death. I am responsible and I'm accountable, he told the Journal Star. If they want justice for Sydney, somebody charge us, he said Wednesday during one phone call. He also asked why there hadn't been more news stories about the Loof case, and he gave conflicting statements about the investigation and his involvement. Trail claimed his directions led investigators to find Loof's cell phone along a roadside and that he proved to them that he could deliver. Still, he insisted that having information and committing a crime are different. Moments later, he had his vague comment about being responsible and accountable in the case, but when pressed to specify, he moved on. Investigators don't know where it happened. They don't know why it happened, Trail said on the call. Let's make Wilbur famous for more than just Chuckfest. Boswell has not spoken publicly since being arrested. February 5th, 2018. Aubrey Trail says Sidney Loof died of accidental asphyxiation at his hands. By Riley Johnson and Lori Pilger for the Lincoln Journal Star. Aubrey Trail confessed Monday that Sidney Loof died at his hands, the result of accidental asphyxiation, he claims, and that he has offered to give the FBI information about another similar incident two years ago. Despite his public admissions of responsibility for Loof's death, which happened nearly three months ago, it remained unclear Monday when criminal charges might come. While investigators quietly worked the case, Trail has taken to the media to claim responsibility and accountability in recent weeks. On Monday, he put it bluntly, I killed Sidney Loof. I am accountable. I physically am the one who caused the end of her life, me and only me, Trail said in a call to the Journal Star from the private prison in Kansas where he's being held on federal stolen goods charges. Monday, he told the Journal Star the incident started at the Wilbur apartment where he and Boswell lived. She brought Loof there November 15th. Trail said they moved around that night before Loof died early the next morning in a house elsewhere in Sullivan County. He wouldn't say where the house is. Trail said he was in a room with Loof and two other women, 
and that he was holding an unspecified object that restricted Luth's breathing and, according to him, unintentionally caused her death. Boswell was not in the room, he said. The Journal Star has chosen to leave out more sensitive details. Asked why they didn't call 911, Trail said it would not have been treated as an accident based on how they lived. We didn't, I guess, live a fine, upstanding lifestyle, he said. But Trail said he wasn't making excuses. Sidney Loof should not have died. I deserve life in prison or death. Trail said there is no way on this planet he would be exonerated at trial based on the evidence. I'm guilty. I did it, he said. Trail said he promised Sunday to give investigators information about another case similar to Loof's almost two years ago before he met Boswell, but he declined to elaborate in his Monday interview. Trail said he told the FBI he would continue to provide the media with increasingly gruesome details about Luth's death if he doesn't get what he wants from investigators. He anticipates prosecutors will charge him and Boswell both in connection with Luth's death. Until now, Trail on multiple occasions since his arrest in November has stopped short of confessing. I don't want a witch hunt for people who shouldn't be witch hunted, he told the Journal Star. Soon after, Trail said he didn't want anyone to believe a word he said, but to verify. Trail claims he has given the details to law enforcement as recently as Sunday when he spoke with Lincoln police and FBI investigators. Trail has implored prosecutors to charge him in the case, and Monday said he would plead guilty even if facing the death penalty. An FBI spokesman didn't respond to a request for comment. June 11th. 2018. Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell charged in Sidney Louvre's death by Lori Pilger and Riley Johnson. Precisely what happened to Sidney Louvre remains a mystery, but the last two people believed to have seen her alive now face murder charges. On Monday, the Nebraska Attorney General's office charged Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell with first-degree murder in connection with the 24-year-old Lincoln woman's death. State prosecutors kept mum about the investigation until Attorney General Doug Peterson's office released a statement Monday, just before 5 p.m., saying his office has charged Bale and Boswell with first-degree murder and improper disposal of human skeletal remains. Peterson didn't say whether his prosecutors would seek the death penalty and asked for privacy for loose family members who didn't want to comment on the charges. The charges were filed under seal, so further details remain a secret for now. June 12th, 2018. Prosecutors say Trail and Boswell began planning to kill Sidney Loof hours before second date by Riley Johnson. Hours before Sidney Loof disappeared last November, two people accused of killing her were recorded going through the checkout line of a Lincoln Home Improvement Store two blocks from where she worked. Investigators allege Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell were buying tools and supplies they later used to dismember the 24-year-old Loof and dump her body in a field in rural Clay County the following day. Their purchases at the North Lincoln Home Depot are among the pieces of evidence laid out in what prosecutors call a case of premeditated murder. But the pair's suspected motive remains a mystery, at least to the general public. On Tuesday, Trail and Boswell appeared in court on murder charges for the first time, nearly seven months after Luth's death. Saline County Judge Linda Bauer ordered both of them to be held without bond in the local jail. 
Prosecutors and documents unsealed shortly before Tuesday's hearing outlined some of what they believe happened to Loof. They accused Trail of strangling Loof with an extension cord on November 15th and disposing of her body with help from Boswell, 24 years of age. Both are charged with first-degree murder, punishable by life imprisonment or the death penalty, and improper disposal of human remains. It's still unclear if prosecutors will seek the death penalty. Under Nebraska law, certain aggravating circumstances must be present for a prosecutor to allege a death sentence is warranted. Among the possible aggravators is killing someone to cover up another crime, or to conceal a killer's identity, or to hide that a victim was tortured. Prosecutors have yet to allege any of those factors in Luth's case. A forensic pathologist who did the autopsy found the cause of Luth's death was homicidal violence, including strangulation, Saline County Sheriff Alan Moore said in arrest affidavits for Trail and Boswell. Investigators have said Boswell met Luth using the dating app Tinder on November 11th. Tinder records showed the two messaged each other about 140 times over the next four days and went on their first date November 14th, Moore said. The next morning, security footage showed Boswell and Trail in line at Home Depot. Loof and Boswell's second date began shortly before 7 o'clock that night after Loof went to work and Boswell picked her up at home in the Havelock neighborhood, the affidavits say. They drove an hour to Boswell and Trail's apartment in the downstairs of a home in Wilbur, according to investigators. What happened from there is still unclear. The last activity on Luth's cell phone was picked up from a tower near Wilbur at 8.31 p.m. that night. Three days later, Trail and Boswell's landlord, who lived upstairs, told investigators about smelling a strong bleach odor coming from the downstairs apartment. Investigators searched the apartment and said in court documents that portions of the walls seemed to have been wiped down in an effort to clean them. On December 4th, investigators found some of Luth's remains in garbage bags in a field southeast of Clay Center, Moore said, and they found more of her body the next day. Boswell's cell phone signal had been picked up November 16th in the area where Luth's remains were found, investigators said. By November 17th, the phone's memory had been wiped clean. July 12th, 2018. Death penalty sought for Aubrey Trail and killing of Sidney Loof. Prosecutors cite exceptional depravity and history of violence. By Riley Johnson. State prosecutors are seeking the death penalty for Aubrey Trail, one of two people accused of slaying and dismembering Lincoln clerk Sidney Loof last fall. In court documents filed Thursday, Assistant Nebraska Attorney General Sandra Allen alleges Trail has a history of serious assaultive or terrorizing criminal activity and that Loof's death manifested exceptional depravity by ordinary standards of morality and intelligence. The information document doesn't provide further details, and a spokeswoman for the Nebraska Attorney General's office said the filing speaks for itself. Trail awaits sentencing in a federal fraud case that was uncovered as investigators looked for Loof, though he is seeking to withdraw his guilty plea in that case. Ben Murray, one of Trail's court-appointed lawyers in the murder case, said he expected the Attorney General's office would pursue capital punishment. I don't know that the state had a choice, Murray said. Still, he doesn't know of any violence in Trail's criminal history, he said. 
He believes Trail intends to plead not guilty to the charges Friday. The arraignment would set a six-month speedy deadline for prosecutors to bring the case to trial, but Murray said it's not likely the case would head to trial that quickly since he and his co-counsel need to depose many of the hundreds of witnesses in the case. Ultimately, Trail will decide how he wants his case to proceed, Murray said. It's still Aubrey's case, he said. He gets the vote. He gets the final vote. August 3rd, 2018. Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell sentenced in federal fraud case. Trail tells judge, I don't care what you give me. By Lori Pilger. A judge Friday gave Aubrey Trail 10 years in federal prison and Bailey Boswell five for a $400,000 scam that devastated a Kansas couple. Friday in the federal fraud case, Trail started off thanking the prosecutor for the deal that meant he faced 10 years instead of 140. But he also chuckled, interrupting U.S. District Judge John Gerard as he began giving the sentence, saying, I'm facing the death penalty. I don't care what you give me. Assistant U.S. Attorney Stephen Russell argued he should get the maximum sentence under the guidelines, 10 years. Gerard agreed, but first he told Trail he could make a statement if he wanted to. Oh, I want to speak, Trail said. He said he didn't really disagree with anything Russell said and stood by the guilty plea he earlier had tried to withdraw, saying the fault is all on me. If the case had gone to trial, Trail said, the victims would have had to live through the stress and he suggested details would come out connecting Loof to the scheme. The connection between these cases will come out, he said. In a phone call later, Trail claimed he had known Loof for more than a year and that she had sold antiques with him and says he can prove it. If he can't, he said, then I'm lying about everything. March 1st, 2019. Prosecutors say Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell began looking for someone to murder months before meeting Loof. By Riley Johnson. Prosecutors now allege Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell began conspiring to commit murder more than four months before they met Sidney Loof, according to court documents. The allegation arose in a court filing Friday afternoon in the prosecution of Trail, who is accused of strangling the 24-year-old Loof in Wilbur on November 15, 2017. Assistant Nebraska Attorney General Sandra Allen filed a conspiracy to commit murder charge in Trail's case and alleged he and Boswell began plotting July 1st to kill someone. In their conspiracy, Boswell solicited young women on social networking sites, Allen said in the filing. Together, they selected Loof as their victim and bought tools to kill and dismember her, the amended information said. Boswell and Loof connected on the dating app Tinder, where Boswell used the name Audrey, according to investigators. Trail's attorney, Ben Murray, said the new charge wasn't unexpected, but didn't have further comment. April 17, 2019 Snippets of investigator interviews with Aubrey Trail come out at hearing by Lori Pilger. Before prosecutors charged him with Sidney Loof's murder, Aubrey Trail told investigators the attorney defending him against federal fraud charges was screaming from the rooftops for him to stop talking. But Trail kept talking and Lincoln police investigators and FBI agents kept meeting with him as they searched for Loof's body and after in an effort to find out what happened to her. At a two-hour meeting in Sullivan County on Wednesday, 
Ben Murray, one of Trail's court-appointed attorneys, argued the statements he made to them shouldn't be allowed to go before the jury at his murder trial in June. But what exactly Trail told them wasn't at issue at Wednesday's hearing. Snippets of the meetings did come out, though. Like how Trail asked to go back to his cell at the end of a brief four-minute meeting December 19, 2017, two weeks after Luft was found dead, when Lincoln Police Investigator Matt Franken asked him what happened to Luft. And how FBI Special Agent Eli McBride testified, Trail had told him he would tell them the whole story after they charged him. Obviously, this is a question of whether the statements in the waiver of Miranda were freely, voluntarily, and knowingly given, Assistant Nebraska Attorney General Mike Guinan said. He argued Trail not only knew his constitutional rights, going over the waiver himself in one meeting, but he also showed no desire to be anywhere other than talking to these agents, telling whatever it is he wanted to tell. Guinan said, We believe the record is abundantly clear that in each and every one of these instances, Mr. Trail was knowingly, freely, and voluntarily engaged in these interviews. On the other side, Murray argued that officers had some knowledge from the start that Trail had an attorney in Falls City, Doug Murs, and after mid-December, knew a Lincoln defense attorney, Corey Ryman, had been appointed to represent him in the federal fraud case. He said investigators made no attempt to reach out to either, who he expects would have objected. Murray also argued that Trail's statements were made in exchange for promises of money, his medication, and a move from a jail in Missouri, where he was arrested, to Wilbur, all of which were delivered. I think a lot of that is just him trading stories for what ended up being a substantial amount of money, he said. Murray said an FBI agent gave Trail and his co-defendant, Bailey Boswell, each over $1,000 to be put on their books at the jail. So it was their money that was returned to them, Saline County District Judge Vicki Johnson jumped in to clarify. Murray said the money had been in the hotel room where they were arrested. Then he circled back, arguing that none of Trail's statements should be admissible because at all points, he had an attorney who wasn't there. But the judge followed up by asking if someone who is represented could waive the right to counsel. Murray said he thinks they can, but he argued the record wasn't clear whether Trail's attorney knew of the meetings before they happened. Johnson took the motion under advisement. Thank you to Matt McGrath for reading the articles that you just heard which we will have links to in the show notes. Next week, we'll have a bonus episode, which will be an interview that I recorded last week with Lori Pilger of the Lincoln Journal Star. So make sure that you're subscribed to the show on whatever app it is that you're listening to us on. Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, a product of Lee Enterprises, is produced, recorded, edited, and hosted by myself, Chris Lay, with articles read and recorded by Matt McGrath. As always, if you appreciate what we're doing with this program or any other true crime podcast for that matter, we encourage you to invest in local journalism and support whichever newspaper it is that serves your community.